And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 64 today. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Oldbridge Pizza. Shout out to Larry Mark. Shout out to Larry. He actually brought me food yesterday when I came home from practice. Larry had uh, he brought me two uh, roasted pepper with uh, the chicken, the grilled chicken, mozzarella. It was very okay. nice. It was very good. Shout out to Larry. Shout out to our guys at Oldbridge Pizza. Yeah, and uh, shout out to also to Sean McDonald and Chaos Gym located in com- uh, behind Comfy on 516. I was actually just there for a workout, and uh, I can't feel my arms currently right now. So it definitely a good workout every time you go. Um, 50% off first month, bear down, first um, class free. Just pull up. Uh, DM the page. They have three, usually three classes a day, three classes a week. So, um, yeah, go sign up. All right, let's get into the week five preview. Already, um, this is going to be, you know, halfway through the season right here. Uh, crazy how fast it's moving. Um, last week, Dad, you said it was the best week of the season, so we're looking to build off of that. Joined with me in Kurtzman today is Dylan making his um, second consecutive appearance on the preview pod. So welcome back, Dylan. And, of course, as always, Tommy Savaro, uh, my father on the podcast. Anything we want to say before we jump into the preview of the games? Anybody have anything? The slate of this week is very good. Should see five super competitive games. All right. Let's uh, let's start off with the 10 o'clock games then. Kurtzman, we'll start off with your game. The Lions versus the Packers at 10 o'clock, probably starting closer to 10.30, yeah. I was told, but um, a 10 o'clock start for the slate. Kurtzman, how do you feel about this game? And uh, tell me what you told me about the Packers' new player. Oh, um, no, so the Packers have a play, um, um, sub for Miles for us this season. Miles, as we all know, got hurt, isn't playing. His name is DeLon Stevenson. Um, played back in the day at Sayreville with LaTempa, who's on the Packers, kind of made this all happen. Um yeah, no, so it should be a good game. I am super excited to get back out there. We didn't have a good first half last time we came out. I still think my team hasn't played a full 40-minute game yet. So we're fortunate to be 3-0. We are ready to get back out there and play. Um, I've been game planning, watching a lot of film. Just seeing what we want to do to attack these guys. There's a lot. There's not a lot of film out there with their, what they're going to be running because Vin is now playing quarterback and only played about three possessions last game before getting ejected. So, um, going to have to go out in the base and kind of have to make adjustments on the fly this game, but I'm fully confident in my team's ability to be able to get the job done. Dylan, how do you feel about this? You guys just played the Packers. You and... Uh... You and Vin had a little scruff that is now uh, that is now obviously dead and gone. But uh, how do you feel about this this matchup between the Packers and the Lions? I'm looking forward to seeing the Packers build upon what they had last week. Like you guys said in the um, the recap recap pod, they missed a couple big throws on third and fourth down that could have just completely flipped the game. The score doesn't necessarily tell the final final story. Um, so I mean. I, for me, I felt like Vin was really on the money. They were sustaining drives. They just couldn't get the, um, couldn't convert deep in the red zone. So I'm looking forward to them, you know, focusing on that. Maybe coming out with some set plays to score from inside the five and the ten, and take advantage of those long drives. And you know what they did against us, which was really good, was um, obviously you know the refs are kind of lax with the uh, the play call, the play clock sometimes. So like they were taking, I'd say like honestly like 45 seconds to a minute, which like I mean no. If that's what you gotta do, you gotta do. We we only had like Soaps only had 140 yards. They took the ball out of our hands a lot. So I, I look for them to have a similar style against Kurtzman, who was running the no huddle a lot against in his last big game. So um, I think the Packers could take advantage of that. But that being said, uh, I love the Lions. I love how physical they are. I love that 
they were able to show resilience last week, being down big, close the game out strong. Um, I think that Kurtz and his receivers are starting to hit their stride. Their defense is solid, and I, I, I think that they could control this game and it, it, win this handily. Dad, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with Dylan. Uh, I think the uh, Lions had sort of a, a, a letdown game last week. I think they'll be more uh, on their A game this week. Is True playing this week? Yeah, he should be. True, True is such a big difference maker. Uh, he, he sets the tempo. I, I like the Lions this week. I think that, um, Dylan, you said to me after you know you got done playing in the game, you were like, we couldn't stop them, what they were doing. Uh, what was it specifically? Because I, I can't remember specifically what you said that the, the Packers were doing, but you were having a very difficult time stopping. You are like, if they kept doing this, they would have just – they would have scored way more points on us. Was it that little that little wheel play where they had Aaron running in the back, or? I mean, I just think that the way they mixed up their pre-snap looks with like three, four linemen, sometimes a running back, like as a defense, it kind of confused us in terms of how we were going to get pressure on Vin, because you know Vin a little bit older now, he doesn't run as well as he used to. But Vin is more than comfortable, you know, pocket passing and just sitting back there. So he was stacking up the line to protect, and we discussed after the game, and you realized no, your pressure was fine. Like it was just. He was getting it off right as the pressure was got there, but you know Vin is so good at that he stays cool in the pocket. So like for me, just as a DB not even watching line, I was like we couldn't get any pressure. I wanted to get more sacks, but like just having a few seconds to get your receivers open, you know Mikey Brandon like and this the sub now like they're gonna they're gonna get open if they have four or five seconds. So I liked how creative they got with their blocking schemes and like play action with Rich Ritter runs up the middle like. I think their offense is now what it, it should have been from the start. It's, it sucks that it's a little bit later in the season. But that being said, I think that how well prepared the Lions and Kirsten will be going into this, I think that they still have the upper hand. I'll say this. I'm going to take the Lions in this game to start the picks. I'm pretty sure, Dad, you're on the Lions as well. Yeah, um, I, I'd, I'd like to see. This is, what, the third or fourth week that they're trying to get and, and to incorporate a new player. It's gonna take yeah, time. Yeah, they need, yeah, they need consistency. Yeah, so until until they get that, I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I think anytime you got Vin quarterback in a team, it's gonna be a good team. Uh, this is what I want to say about their consistency. Confidence. They need more consistency. This is what I want to say about their confidence. Um, Vin definitely looks at this game and by far thinks that he's a better quarterback than Kurtzman. Like he looks at he looks at this game and is like, I beat Kurtzman maybe a thousand times in my career. Um, this shouldn't be any different this weekend. So I think the the Packers will be confident coming to this game. But with that being said, I agree with all of you and Dylan, especially your point in saying how prepared Kurtzman's going to be. You know, he's been staring at the film for seventy two straight hours. Um, we're all going with the Lions in this one. Let's go to the uh, other ten o'clock game of the week: Bucks Seahawks. Very 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 interesting game here. Uh, Kurtzman, you just played the Bucks. How do you think they match up against the Seahawks coming off their first win of the season? Um, I think one of the big things that um, they failed to do a lot of times was get a lot of pressure on me. They were only sending two guys. So one thing that I would like to see more is a little more of a blitz variation. I feel like I, okay. um, at least I knew a lot of places if two guys or three guys were coming. But other than that, their defense was so good and just so well advertised like it was fully what I expected I expected them to come out with a really good game plan um me and Sam Allen we talked after the game he explained all the, the what exactly what he told his players to do and I was kind of like I saw some of that but there was a lot of it that I thought they disguised really well and I think that one of the main things that quarterbacks need to kind of be a better at any quarterback is just being able to kind of see what's happening on the trying to figure out what's going to happen on the play before the play starts um and the Buccaneers do a very good job of disguising what kind of coverage they're in um 
blitz packaging wise, I, I said I'd like to see more variation of how they blitz, but um, defensively they are stout. Um, offensively, I want to see them keep their foot on the pedal. It felt like their play calling got a little conservative at the end in the second half um, of that game as I was trying to mount my comeback. Um, so I just looked to, I want Joe to get back on track. He had a couple balls that got away from him, two, both balls that were intercepted, one way too high, one didn't get enough air on it. Joe's better than that. He He's ready for this week. Um, I think that they're a force to be reckoned with still in the league. I, I wanted to say before I turn it over to Dylan here, um, that you gave a lot of credit to the Seahawks line last week with Johnny and Chase yes. and how they played against uh, Piscopo and the Cardinals. I think when you look at that, we're assuming Mark will be back this weekend for the Bucks. So obviously that is a I huge, heard anything that's a huge um, advantage, a huge get back for them. Um, you know, the Seahawks look really good because of all the pressure they put on them. I think Damian, Mark, John, Eddie, all those guys, I think they're going to have, you know, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to block well for Joe. And I think the Seahawks, you know, like we said, we gave a large credit of their win. And Kurtzman, you watched the film again last night. The film is out for it. Um, it, you know, it, it looked like the defensive line was a major contributor. Can they get that again this week, you think, Dylan? Um, I think they can. I mean, the dynamic they have with Johnny and Chase, like you know, one power, one speed guy, I think it's a great combination. And we've seen in the league that a defense that can succeed with a two-man pass rush is just unstoppable, honestly, because yeah. you have dropping five. It's no matter how good the quarterback, when you've got three receivers against five DBs, it's a tough task. So I kind of like that defense of the Seahawks. On offense of the Seahawks, I want to see them use – I know that they only used Paul at the end. It was A, a blowout, and B, because Chase was gassed. But I think that, that they, they discovered something there. I want to see them run more, um, like two QB sets. Like you don't know who the ball is going to. I, the film had Paul live in the backfield almost all game. And with him blocking or running little wheel outside of the backfield, it was a very successful uh, work for them a lot last week. So I looked them to build on that and get Paul more passing opportunities possibly. Um, as for the Bucks, like Kurtzman said, I'm not going to talk much about their defense, but everyone plays their role so well. Their defense is so strong. We've known this from the draft. We've known this is going to be the case the whole season. So nothing really to harp on there. But offensively, um, what I would like them to see is we know Joe necessarily – not the best at escaping the pocket. Once he's out in the open field, we saw the touchdown he had last week, which is electric. But um, was electric. Him, it, was it was electric. electric. It was electric. But for him, electric. sometimes he struggles to get out of the pocket. And also, this is like a um, a two-sided thing that could help for uh, in both aspects. With one, I think that they need to work with Michael Evo more pre-snap motion because A, it'll give him a running start to give him a head step, uh, one step up in the defense to help get him involved more. And also, um, you know, just moving parts before the snap kind of – disrupts the defense's timing not just like bull rush the quarterback like all hell breaks loose like you just have to you know think about Olivo just give him a split second and that half a second difference could be all that Joe needs to you know hit deep routes to Billy over the top and things of that nature. Dad how do you feel about uh, how these teams match up against each other? I like to see the Seahawks come out with the same energy they came out with last week uh, obviously a lot's going to hinge on their uh, their pass rush if they come out with the same pass rush it's going to be uh, problems for for uh, Joe all day. Um, they're not going to have Zach, I, and I know you're saying he's two interceptions. We're right at him. Uh, is that Zach? Yeah, so be right, right. He's not going to play for them. Who's going to step up and do that? 
I don't think that's. I don't really think that's it though. I'm not giving Sobes the credit of intercepting those two balls because he's the ball. I don't know. Both of right at it. I didn't see the game. How do you know another guy's not dropping more into coverage? I mean, that's true. No, that is fair. I mean, that's instinct. There's there's a quarterback reading a quarterback. That's a big play. Even if Sobes isn't there, I think they win fine handily. Take that away. That's not, that's not what's trouble me. I need to see Chase cut down on his turnovers. Yes, that, and that's one hundred percent correct. That uh, third, he he had three interceptions in the first two games each, and then he had two again um, on Saturday. I think he just needs to do a better job at taking care of the ball and just making safer yeah. throws. He doesn't even they, need to do like a lot that he threw the two picks on. I think he didn't need to even throw those balls, but on it, the, that just comes with the experience. Though, if he if he comes out of this game turnover free, to have a real good chance to win. And this he game. he has the receivers to take the yeah, deep on the shots. Perimeter, I the just perimeter. think it's picking your spots when to attack. You you know, first and goal from the twenty five necessarily might not be the spot to go deep because then turnover yeah. and the drive is just gone that quickly. There's yeah, there's places no, there's places to take shots and there's places you gotta just throw the hitch, throw the screen. I think Chase did a very good job last week of being athletic. Being athletic, one and two. I was gonna say just making this. He made the safe throws. Like there were a couple hitches. There were a bunch of screens. Um, they played to their strength. They got their best player the ball. Um, that's what you need to do to win. I'm not saying that Paul doesn't deserve to get the ball. Paul 100% needs to get the ball in his hands as well. And I love the idea of having both of them back there because you can run with having that extra blocker in there. You can run a lot of different like linemen like creative routes like I'm just saying that is something that they should definitely continue to do and Paul is more than a capable thrower he came in and made plays for them as well so I hope they just continue to build off last week defense energy high and just keep doing what you're doing how are we feeling about this game I'll start off with my pick I wanted to take the Seahawks but I'm gonna lean the Bucks. I'm gonna give them the slight defensive um edge in this game uh, I think they played really good defense against you last week, and I think they win that game if there's not a uh, you know a little mistake at the end by Joe. Yeah. But uh, I think you're going to see a little bit more of Mike Oliva. I think these teams, when you look at you know the two top receivers from each team, you're going to have Billy and Mike versus Joe and Paul, and I think that's you know a good matchup on the perimeter. I'm excited for that. But I'm going to go yeah. with just I'll go with um, a 22-20 victory. Two more conversions will get it. Will be the the difference in this game is what I'm saying. You know, it's funny because like we always talk about like the matchups on the outside, right? No one plays man. No plays Besides man. the Dolphins, the couple first couple weeks, most teams are playing zone. Like so, and I think that's smarter. I'm not saying that that like I think there are times to go man, there are times to go zone, but a lot of teams are playing zone now, and it's almost more about which receivers are smarter and how they sit in the sit inside the zones and kind of just make plays that way. Um, with all that we talked about. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Um, I think that the pass rush is something that the Buccaneers are going to have to find an answer for. Obviously, whoever's going at Mark is going to be, that's going to be a tough challenge for whoever it is. And I think that that's where they, the Buccaneers need to continue to lean, like run plays towards Mark so you have the extra time. But there's not a, there's a mismatch on the other side. Um, I think that Johnny and Chase, they can mix it up back there. They're going to make plays, and I think that Joe's going to be running for his life all day, honestly. Dylan. Um, I'm also going to take the Seahawks. I just think that between, you know, the speed for their D-line and just the wrinkle with Paul playing running back just gives Chase so much more time to let it fly to Emmerich and Pip, two of the best jump ball, deep ball receivers in the league. I, I like them to keep continue their momentum and stay hot and pick up their second win of the season. Dad. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Wow, I'm the only one on the Bucks. Big game for me. Big game uh, this, for this me. Is, this is a tough decision for me. Uh, I, I think this is Buc- a very tough decision. Bucks are playing well, but I really like what I saw from the Seahawks this week. And I, like I said, 
zero turnovers from from, from Chase, and they win this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's it called? Bucks could be playing their unprecedented third straight overtime game. Poss- <laughs> po- like it's a possibility. Yeah. This game's gonna be really good. This could easily be another overtime game. So this uh, has game of the week potential. Definitely, I think there are a lot of games this week that have game, game of the week potential. potential. I think this game is gonna. I'm, I'm I'm betting the Seahawks and over. I think this game people are gonna, <laughs> people are gonna see it advertised as a low scoring defensive battle. But I I got this game going into the 30s. Oh, interesting. Okay. I All do right. Not. Let's let's move on to the 11 o'clock games here. Um, Panthers versus Cardinals. First one, Dad. Your Panther. Your Cardinals team. Lost this weekend. I was very disappointed in the way they played, <laughs> and I think I think you should be. They came out flat, no energy, um, couldn't really make Let, the plays needed to win. Let's start off with um, Connor is not playing in this game for the Panthers. Joe Pip will be playing for the Panthers in this game. We expect the Cardinals to be at full strength, so uh, I think this has a really good makeup for a good one. The Panthers are coming off of a really bad win, I would say, like a really lackadaisical lazy, lucky-to-pull-it-out win, and the Cardinals are coming off a really bad loss where they were favorites in the game coming into it, and they completely laid an egg. So I think, you know, um, one team dodged a bullet and the other team, you know, got hit straight in the head with the bullet. So um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think in this one, when you think about how, you know, the guys match up in this one and how they're going to defend, um, I'm not going to give away any game plan, but I think Augie's finally going to game plan this week. I think this is the first week of the season right now where he has a plan going to the game, whereas we know Joe Piscopo is going to have... I'm so, I, they might have had a five... Uh, a five-day practice schedule this week. Joe <laughs> was, scre- they played, Joe was yeah. screaming at people, telling them that they're missing their responsibilities and, and their assignments and things like that. that. have responsibilities yeah, and yeah. assignments. That's my favorite part. Joe was screaming. He was th- I heard him say, that's your responsibility. That's your assignment. I heard him yelling it. So um, I'm really looking forward to this one. How do you think these uh, these teams match up against each other, Crispin? You know, I think that the Cardinals are going to be really looking to bounce back um, in this game. The line needs to dominate the way they did the first two weeks of the season. Um, it's gonna. I they they have the edge in the trenches. I think that their O line and D line. I think they need to put Nick Tompkins back on the O line. That's for one mm. thing because I think you just need to afford. There's a way. There's a way to get Lyme in the ball, and you need to afford Joe all the time he can with his bad knee. Um, pass rush for the Panthers needs to step up though. I believe they only have four or five sacks on the season through three games. A lot of teams have way more than that. Um. I'm looking to see if the Cardinals can bounce back in the trenches because they got absolutely dominated mm. in the trenches this past week. Um, I want to see, not calling him out, but Mike Musi, I felt like he was going out a little early, not giving Joe all the time in the world. He caught a lot of dump-offs to start the game, so I don't know if that was just... Joe also needs to... He rolls right every play. So Rob, he was the, rolling so right every play. So the opposite of the, the Rob Laconte syndrome, the Rob, Rob always rolls left. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, Joe was rolling right every play when I was watching the game back Yeah, no, no, I, I did too. And listen, I think the Cardinals made some good plays in that game that you're like, okay, like, they just had a lot of, they had a lot of boneheaded mistakes that just changed, like, they had a lot of end goal, like, goal-to-go situations. So I just want to see them play a more consistent game the way they did the first two weeks, bring the energy from the start. Um, they felt flat. The Seahawks controlled that game from start to finish against them. Um, and for the Panthers, I just want to see Augie come up with a game plan and ready to go. He looked so beat last week for the moment he got there. And he, I want to see him come out first drive, run that hurry-up offense that he ran when he scored both touchdowns against the Bills last week. And come out and be be Augie. Come out and be dominate. Passionate. Be, be passionate. passionate about the game. Want to win. Like I, he looked like he, he looked like he didn't give a fuck what happened last week. And I was like, you know, it makes you upset seeing one of the best players in the league just not like giving it his all. I guess. Agreed. I was I was upset, but Augie, I think he has new form life. Yeah, this, Augie just this Augie texted us say he was starting to game plan a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's game plan. I think, couldn't I, believe my eyes. On I think that. he's back a little bit. He was 
think, you know, I think he missed Taylor a little bit. Now he's in Miami. He's Caesar. He's back. He's the kid's get back. A, get Doing. A, get a corona the Panthers are <laughs> the pan. I, the Panthers are not the type of team that has like that vocal over exuberant energy. That's not like what they have. Jordan Lane doesn't bring it. <laughs> I'm talking about from Joe like brings yeah, Joe Denoya brings no, it. But, but I'm talking about yeah. from like your the captain and like leadership and like first few rounds. Like that's not their mo. But what they do have in the past with Augie, he's never been a vocal guy. But his play has set the tone. The the amount of swagger he plays with, you know, these behind the back crazy passes. In the past, we've seen him making people miss, running for f- continuous 45 yard touchdowns multiple times in a game. That's what I want to see from Augie on the first drive. Like you said, come out, play with swagger. You know, set the tone and make your team feel like, okay, we are truly one of the best teams in the league, and let's show it from from the tip to the end of the game. Yeah, this is their um, first, I guess, game against someone who, like, really comes in and should be could beat them. Well, I mean... Since I beat them. That's what I'm saying. They had two straight games of... Three straight games of teams that they felt like they come in and absolutely... Well, yeah, we can just say, um, like... The first game against the Falcons, they were clearly not ready for that matchup. No. And I don't even think they were ready for the Bills matchup. Just they're the better team, and that's why they won. But this is a game where this is a team that you need to be ready for to beat. The Cardinals, I know what happened last week, but they're still a formidable opponent and a good team in this league. You cannot just come in and just expect to win as it, like as the Panthers have done in the past. That being said, we go to the Cardinals side. I think that some adjustments they need to be made on their O-line was the Seahawks did a really good job of completely ignoring uh, the threat of Tompkins off the line. Like, they were just rushing and not even worrying about Tompkins because Tompkins is a receiving first lineman, and he is a great receiver. We've seen him make plays downfield all season. But that being said, even when he lines up on the line, he's not even blocking. So I'm not saying that the Cardinals need to change the way they play and have Tompkins sit in there and block because that's not the best way to use him. But just, you know, like, do what the Bucks do with Mark. Just give one push and go out. That disrupts all the timing routes. Tompkins is big enough, strong enough, fast enough to get down the field, even after a one, one-arm one push, just taking a second to give Joe more time. The, the the pocket on Joe was just collapsing this week. He didn't have any time and was just throwing it right to the defense. It was, it was, it was, it was, it sucked to see, but I think the Cardinals will bounce back and have a strong offensive performance. Yeah, one thing that you just said about Tompkins off the line, you give that one big push and go. You can do even something more further than that. A lot of th- times I tell True, and I see Mark do it on film too, is you just run and literally take the guy with you five yards because you're bigger than him and can, can just continually push him back. So I just want to see, I honestly want to see Tompkins use his strength and just go out there and dominate the game like a big beast, you know? Mm. Um, but uh, no, I think you said a lot of good things about how the Cardinals need to change up their game plan. Dad, how do you feel about this one? It all depends. What quarterback are we getting this week? Are we getting the uninspired Augie, or are we getting the? Uh, I like we think we think we that think we're, getting we're getting inspired. Getting, yeah, we think we we're getting, getting the Augie passionate Augie this week. I, I hope so. Uh, and on the other side, the Cardinals. The first thing they need to do is protect Joe. The first thing. Uh, never mind about going out. We know uh, all their linemen are great receivers. Yeah. First and foremost, and I hate saying that. Protect Joe. All right. Now here's my thing. This is Joe's first prime time game as a quarterback. Really? Okay. Yeah, think about it. I, I'm not taking anything away from all his opponents so far. No, but they're But they're, he's facing a quarterback who is, you know, uh, uh, one of the stud quarterbacks in the league. So, and, and and I'm not even counting the first year he played with the Titans. Yes. Yeah, no. So, this so is, so this, that's this a good is, point. This is this Joe's the biggest game. This is his, his biggest so test. So, again. Oh, he's played in way bigger no, games. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got to see how Joe responds to this game. No, I agree. Joe's a gamer. I think he's going to be up for this one. Joe's rise. No, Joe's 100% yeah, going to rise. Yeah, I got Joe rise. I have agent. Joe playing a very good game. Um, I let's guess get into our picks. Yeah, let's, let's get, get into our, our picks, picks then. Um, Start it off, Chris, man. I'm taking Augie. I'm taking Augie. I think at the end of the day, Augie is just such a big difference maker, but... um. The Augie's line has to step up, and I'm I'm not I'm not calling them out, but they gotta just really give him time to actually try to make plays with his feet. If the line is getting in there quick, they got good flag grabbers. I know we were talking. Um, Tompkins has improved his flag grabbing. Yeah. The last three games, he's had um, three or more tackles in each of his first three games on the season. So. Regardless of whose flag you're pulling or what, you're getting three flag grabs a game that's very important to your team. Nick Douglas, we know, is a very experienced flag player with great flag grabbing ability. And um, I've seen Musi make some plays too, uh, flag grabbing. So I'm looking to see if uh, Augie's line can step up and give him the time he needs to just analyze the field, make plays with his feet. I'm taking the Panthers. Dylan. I'm also taking the Panthers. Wow. I did not expect that. I think Augie makes a statement. I think he comes out. I think he goes absolutely off. I think he. Uh, Keeps TJ's MVP vote alive this week. He brings it back to to like to life, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. after last week, Vegas definitely dropped his odds. Or so I think TJ's doubling odds, down after this week's win against the Cardinals. I like that. <laughs> right before the odds change, right before the game starts, he's gonna put the bet in. Dad, who are you taking this one? I'm not down on the Cardinals. I still think they're a uh, team to be reckoned with. But uh, I'm going with the Panthers this week. And like I said, it's Joe's first big game. It's his first big test. I gotta see how he comes out of this. I am taking the Cardinals in this game. Good boy. I'll tell you why. Yes, it's reverse psychology. If Augie wins this game, my MVP Augie preseason bet is alive. If he loses this game, it's absolutely dead. <laughs> um, it's, if Augie loses this game, he's not the MVP. Um, I like, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take them in a big bounce back win in this spot. I think they're gonna bounce back. Joe, we know is a gamer, primetime performer. I like that. Uh, Augie's a little fatigued. Connor's not going to be there. I know Pip's playing for him, but what's that chemistry looking like? I'm going to be the uh, I'll be the uh, the outlier here. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Cardinals in this game. It's funny because I picked the Cardinal. <laughs> I pick, I picked the against Cardinals the week the first two weeks. They win both those games. I picked the Cardinals last week. They get blown out. Now I'm picking against them again. They're going to start yelling. This at is my first time picking against Augie this season as well. All right, let's move on to the other um, eleven o'clock game. We got the Ravens versus the Patriots. Battle of the winless teams. One team will walk away victorious. Yeah. Can't do, end do in a tie. Have a, do, do we have a loser leaves town situation on our hands here? Is, a, is this a loser leaves town? Um, no, because I only think two wins. I think I think we were just talking about it off, off the air. Um, we think that two wins gets in the playoffs. So if you're over through four weeks, you can still go out and win two of your last six games to make the playoffs. Okay. So. I, I don't think this, think this is a loser. I think if this was game was if this game was in week six, we'd be looking at as a loser leaves town because with only four games to play, you'd be in a little bit of a situation. But I think this is loser leaves town for Ravens. If the Ravens lose this game, I think it's zero and five. If the Ravens go to zero and five, I think it's over for them. Okay. I think they're in terms of making the playoffs. Even though it's probably not over for them, but it's going to be really tough to bounce back because okay. you look at their schedule. Um, they they had a loss to the Packers, which is a team they could have beat. They have a loss to now, if they lose to the Patriots, that's another team that they could have beaten. Um, now, what I'm nervous about in this game is the Patriots are coming off of a bye. Have they gotten any practice in? I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't, haven't heard. Are they going to come out looking sharp? The Ravens offensively have looked sharp over the last few weeks. I know last week they didn't look that sharp. They got two garbage time touchdowns at the very end of the game, but... Um, I think they've been moving the ball a little bit better. We talked about defensively. How are the teams going to guard each other? Do you think? 
Um, listen, Rob came in on Sunday to your house and was like, we have scored the third most points in the league and we've given up the most points and it's not even close. So I think that they just need to come out and do something different. Um, I'm, I haven't like really watched them. Like I haven't really watched their film like intensely to really know like what are they playing? What have they been trying to do on defense? Cause I haven't played, I haven't been going up against them yet, but they just need to try out do things. If you're playing a lot of man, maybe switch to zone because we see a lot of teams having success with zone. If you have two good pass rushers and you can drop five, like you said before, it's a luxury. Um, I want to see the Ravens have a better defensive game plan than offensive game plan this week because, like we say every week on the podcast, defense is where you get your energy from. Defense is how you win the game because, yes, you need to score. Obviously, you need to score some points, but listen, you can win games scoring 20 points if you're pitching shutouts, pitching seven-point games. Uh, the Dolphins' defense has been very good this year. I think my defense has been very good this year. I just think that you just need to – it needs to start on defense. I tell my team every week, got to start on defense. So, Ravens, start on defense. Doing. Yes, I 100% agree. The Ravens' defense has been quite porous this season so far. And a, a trend I've noticed a lot on film because we played – you know, I just wanted to see the game I missed when we played the Ravens, so yeah. I wanted to just watch it and see what happened. Um, and even following up, like against IB, I think the Ravens kind of just like – are not that exuberant. They're not that like their pass rush is just not that intense. Like they 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 rush too, but they just kind of like go into contain mode. It's like they're playing not to lose on defense, and they that's what leads them to giving up these long touchdowns. I want to see them blitz three or four and tell your D lineman get the quarterback. We'll when, worry about the people when, behind. Yeah, when we rushed against uh, Tommy in week one, we were able to force him to some uncomfortable throws. Um, that gave us some turnovers. They moved the ball so well against us, but our pressure and our pass rush allowed us to turn the ball over in the go- in the red zone and give us those opportunities and kind of stop them despite giving up tons of yards. So I think that the Ravens can continue to give up these big like they can. It's okay to give up yards. Yards means absolutely nothing in this league if you can get the turnovers. And Tommy has shown that he will throw the interception if the pressure is in his face. So I think that the Ravens need to focus on their pass rush, really figure out who your best linemen are, get a solid rotation in so you guys are fresh, use all 10 of your bodies, all 9 of your bodies, keep the pass rush live, and like you said, win They have the guys to capable to do yes, it. Yes, 100%. That's one, oh, I'm sorry. not even going to talk about their offense because they're averaging near, damn near 30 yeah. points a game. Like If you ha- play stout defense and score 30 points, you're going to yeah, win a lot of games. One thing I, you said that's very important, I think, is rotating your defensive linemen. Defensive line is... Tiring. tiring. I was so. I played D line the whole second half, and I tell you, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, that's playing what that happens. Playing These guys is tiring. So all I gotta say is, if you got D line is also not hard to be good at, and also so, D line is easy to take plays off. You cannot take plays off as a corner because if you just take the play exactly. off, you'll give up a say, if you give up a touchdown. Yeah. But if you're on the D line and you say, ah, oh, I just want to rush this play, no one will notice. Yes, no one will notice until you watch the film back and you'll realize, okay, we just gave up a 45 yard touchdown because you didn't pass rush. No one's going to be mad at you if you come out of the game for one play, two plays. Mm. There are guys on the sidelines that are fresh looking to make plays. So use your personnel, use your bodies. Very good points, very good points. Dad? Uh, Yes, the Ravens score a lot of points, but uh, there were two games they scored two touchdowns in the final two minutes of the game. Yeah, no, for sure. So, And by that point, the game's usually out of hand. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go you know pat anyone on the back for this. But what I need to see. Forget about the defense for now. I need, I want to see ball control offense by the Ravens, mixing the run, uh, mixing some good passes, short passes. Use everyone on your team, your line, your wideouts. Ball control offense. It'll keep your defense off the field. All right? And you'll score your points. You want you want to score 30 points a game? Give me a couple of drives that that eats up a couple of minutes. 
I, that's what I want to see from the Ravens. That's that's fair I, because no, that, I, that's hundred percent fair. All right, what about the Patriots though? Um, we didn't see them last week. I know a little nervous about that that they had a week off. I feel like that's a team that was building momentum, yeah. and the bye did worse for them rather than good for them. Um, you know, I'm the president of the Tommy Galanti fan club, so um, I'm gonna go out and say I'll start with it. I think they're gonna win this game, so that okay. I ha- I'm taking them to win this game here. Um, I think you know it's time that they get their first win. I think the Ravens are susceptible to giving up long plays and long touchdowns like you talked about just now, Dylan. And I think the um, the Patriots have the players to do so. I think Giuseppe could catch the ball and go to the house at any time. I think Abby is going to have multiple touchdowns in this game. Um, Pauly. Pauly, Kyle Donato will be a big factor in this game. I yeah. think I they, have, get more involved. they have a lot of big play wide receivers. So for that reason, um, I'm taking them. I think they win this one pretty handily. And I... Uh, I think they get their first one of the season. So I, what I want to say about the Patriots is I just want to see, um, did you get together at all the last two weeks? Did you and even we'll, talk? We'll be able to, I'll be able to know within the first five to ten minutes of that game if the Patriots did anything together during these last two weeks. Even if it was just getting to the field, even if it was just talking in the group chat a little bit, yeah. how you want to game plan, what you want to do. Um, listen, the um, the receivers for the Patriots, big bodies, Jay Kodros, uh, Paulie, Abby, uh, Christian, a nice slot receiver. Giuseppe, great slot receiver so far. I think he leads the league in multiple categories before this past week where he didn't play. Um, I just want to see Tommy continue what he was doing. He was making really good throws the last couple weeks before he had this bye. Abby had eight targets in the last game. That's what needs to happen. Eight targets for your best players. Eight plus targets for your best players. Um Move the ball, run when you have to, use your legs, be effective. Defensively, I thought they I think they play okay. They they do turn the other team over a lot. Tommy has like four or five interceptions on the season. Um I just hope that they got together a little bit over break and actually figured some stuff out. You just made your pick. I'm gonna make mine. I'm taking the Ravens. Mm, Dylan. Uh I'm gonna take the Patriots in this game. I'm super excited to see Tommy against his Ravens poorest defense, as I said before. I think that he has an absolute field day throwing the ball. Uh I'm looking he he continues to grow every single week, getting the ball to his receivers in positions that put them to win. Um, I mean, he's he has college experience as a quarterback. We know he's a smart quarterback. It's just the flag game is a little bit different. I'm not trying to say that like it's harder or anything from you know college football. It's just so different. So I think that now in his this is what his fourth game it's going to be. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to him taking that big leap and finally making the push, starting to rock up some wins and get the Patriots in the playoff hunt. That. Uh, Patriots played tough in every game they played in this year. Uh, they lost. They came down to the wire against the Bills. Uh, they played the well, Dolphins played tough. You guys, great. We're up at half against yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and they go to double over to, uh, against Time. the Bucks. Yeah. They got to find a way to close it out. Uh, again, turnovers is going to be the key in this game. The team that holds on to the ball, protects the ball, will probably come out the winner. And uh, that being said, uh, I have confidence in Rob. I'm going to go with the uh, Ravens this week. Wow. All right. So two you... Ravens, two Patriots. I like the parody on our picks for, for once in a while. I, well, I think oh, this one is this because no, this week is, no, is going to be crazy. Is phenomenal. I think, no, I think going forward there's going to be a lot of good, better matchups because we haven't and seen. You could potentially be leaving after your game. No, I am leaving after. Oh, no, it's not official, but I could be leaving yeah. after my yeah, game. Yeah, I could. This might be one of the few times you will not see me for the full day at Bear Down, but. Uh, there's uh there's good things on the horizon. <laughs> All right, let's move we, on to we, the left. We have a strong front office for yeah. the league that could uh, pick up Kurtzman's departure. I, no, I appreciate that for sure. Let's um, um yeah, let's, let's move on we, to the last yeah. the last game of the day. 
an absolute barn burner. This folks. is the prime. This prime, is the prime, the prime, prime time, time game. game. The the game you're talking about, Panthers Cardinals, like the Dallas Cowboy 425 on Fox for fe- prime facts, time game. For sure. And now this one is the Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees no, showdown. This is I'm, Mahomes I'm the versus Jets, Lamar. Yeah, I'm the Jets. Yeah. I'm the Jets at one o'clock. Nah, this, <laughs> this is Mahomes. Without a doubt, this is Mahomes versus Lamar. On Monday night, Mahomes versus Lamar. We have the Falcons against the Dolphins. Sobes versus IB. Dylan versus Justin Ferrara. A lot of big time matchups. In this one, Dylan, I'll start it off with you. How are you feeling about this one, buddy? Um, I'm <laughs> feeling very confident. Uh, I I think our team, we have the best team in the league. Not I think. I am. We have the best team in the league, hands down. We have the best player in the league, and we have the best receiver in the league. <clears throat> Me. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyway, oh. but what I, what I, in, on a serious note, um, I think that what goes overlooked about our team, I think Sobes and all of our playmakers across the, and our defense gets a lot of the credit, but I think that behind the scenes, it is not talked about that we are one of, one of, if not the most prepared team going into every week. Of course, as Kirsten said, like the things we do may seem as though we don't game plan. Like we kind of just, you know, we play a straight up man, but every single week we are talking the team. We have great chemistry. It is only continue to grow every single week. And we are heading into every matchup. We are ready to go. Um, that being said, the Falcons are by far our strongest opponent yet. We have faced four of the lower seeds in the league, so that is why, you know, we haven't got the number one, the power rankings respect. But we are coming out looking to earn that respect this week. It, it's a it's a tough test. Um, I I spoke, I, I think I'm the sole reason for IB getting his swagger back because I came on the podcast last week and was like, stop running three receiver, three alignment sets, run the triple option. And watching the film, he ran it the whole game. So I put us in a more tough, t- in a more <laughs> difficult position to guard them in the upcoming sure. week. But we are ready to go. We are jacked and amped, and I am. I can't wait for this matchup. I love playing IB. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing IB. I love having a game where everyone is, you know, up to the challenge, up to the task. And I, it's like I, I don't know how many times I'm gonna say. It. I can't wait. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun. Dad, yeah, never mind what Dylan said. They listened <laughs> to what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I came out and said, run the RPO and get the ball out to Justin. They did it. Consecutive drops, just as planned. I said, more Nick Sedano. They got more Nick Sedano on the line. Um, I think that the uh, the combination of IB and, uh, and Justin is the best in the league. I, I think Justin is the best receiver in the league. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> I was just joking. I, I suck. <laughs> no, you know, you know. Uh, I, like I said, they, they adapted last week. They came off a bad loss. They adapted. They went back to what, you know, their roots, and and their their offense moved the ball. Defensively, you cannot ignore Jack. Yeah, we haven't talked about Jack enough this year. Agreed. Five interceptions in the last two games. The Reaper. Yeah, the kid <laughs> is incredible. He could be the difference in this game. Yeah, it's like it, it really comes down to in my mind is like. Is Jack gonna pick Sobes off? Like, is Sobes gonna make a bad pass? And because if you do, Jack is coming down with it. Like, he's just proven. Like, if you make the mistake, he's gonna make you pay. So, I think that's what it comes down to in this game. Um, I'd be Sobes, probably the two favorites in the league in terms of winning MVP and things of that nature. From a quarterbacking standpoint, Kurtzman, I think, is, you know, a little bit under that level. No, I, my stats this year are not good enough. No, no I, think, I think you're looking at Sobes and IB as the two most talented quarterbacks in the league, and anytime you get to see this matchup, um, it's going to be a really good one. I think, you know, you're going to have Dylan. I think, and I know you said, Kurtzman, you, I don't, you don't think that a lot of teams play man. I think you're going to see a lot of Justin on Dylan. I think you're going to see a lot of Dylan on Justin. So I'm very excited for that matchup. And let's not, you know, we, we talk about Jack. We can't ignore TJ Angstad either. No. Because if IB makes a mistake, TJ's going to make you pay. 
And TJ, when Dylan came out of the game last week and TJ had to take over that number one wide receiver spot, I think he did a really good job doing it. So, um, you know, to talk about the line, Kevin, Dean, Morick, uh, Cody Norton. Excuse me, who am I forgetting on your line doing? Le- uh, Lebo, who's now in the league. It's going to be a really good one. It's going to be tough for these guys to get IB or Sobes. I think co- both quarterbacks are going to have their way. Yeah, Bellheimer, I think both guys are going to have their way dancing around in the backfield as usual. So um, I'm really looking forward to this one, and I'll start off with, with my pick. Dylan's not going to like it. I'm going to take the Falcons this one. I think they already got their loss out of the way for the season. I think there's going to be three one-loss teams in this league, and I, I would have them as the uh, – I think this is going to be the time that the – the Dolphins lose in this one. Let's go this way for a change so I don't go last. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going with the Falcons in this one also. Okay. Uh, the Falcons have been battle-tested against uh, two elite teams already in this league. Dolphins not. Mm. I don't think they've faced one of the elite teams yet. No. This is their first chance. I don't like betting against Soaps because, like I said, I always say he's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, and Ivy's a very, very close second right behind them. I, I just like the way that they came out last week, the Falcons. And I anticipate, like I said, because they've, they've been battle-tested, playing two elite teams, I think they'll be ready for this one. So I didn't get to talk about this game at all. Just no, now, sorry. So. No, so I just going to say a few things that I know are going to play huge roles in this game. Number one, um, they're going to run the option. How do you stop the option? You have to play assignment football. You have to know who's who is responsible for who. And you have to know how the option works. And who knows how the option works? Kids who play for the Obridge team. Steven Leibowitz played for Obridge. Knows the system. Knows what works. Knows what doesn't against the option. I think that is going to play a big role in this game. You, knowing, knowing, you're, you're, you're shaking your head, but knowing where, knowing oh, your assignment. You're assuming that this is his game plan. He's going to come out and play the, and run the no, option. No, but he might not. No, he might turn it totally different. Totally if he doesn't run the option, he's stupid. That's the first thing. If he doesn't sure. run the option at sure. all during the game, he's stupid. He knows that too. That when the option plays come, knowing who needs to be responsible for who is one of the biggest parts of being the op- is of stopping the option. You have to play assignment football. So I think the Dolphins will be ready in that regard. Um, the athletic matchups on the outsides are going to be phenomenal. The best part about this league is that no one is good enough at corner to actually shut down people. So you're going to throw the, the, the balls are going to be thrown to the best players at, at all times. Sobs and IB are not going to be afraid to challenge the other team's best corners and ch- give their receivers chances to make plays. Um, defensively for the Falcons, I hope they're swarming around. I hope they're making plays like they were the last two weeks. Even though they lost to me, they were still making plays on the defensive end. Um, both teams need to be good at flag grabbing. I think the team that's worse at flag grabbing wins this game. I mean, loses this game. If the team is better at flag grabbing, wins the game because that is going to be the key factor in stopping both offenses. I am going to take the Dolphins. Wow. With all that being said, I just, no, I literally, listen, I understand that IB's been battle-tested, and I agree that is a huge part, but the, they're going to be ready, so I'm ready for, to take the Dolphins. I'm pissed at, that there's a possibility that I don't see this game. Mm. Dylan obviously taking his team. Fins up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to be it for the podcast. Everyone, thank you guys for listening Long Preview Pod today. We will catch you guys on the field Saturday. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. We'll catch you on Saturday. Peace.